You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. You're tuned into one of my travel memories. This one started in Bolivia in 2006. The house was made of adobe mud. The land around it was high-altitude Bolivian desert. From all I'd seen in previous days, the owner likely eked out a very subsistence existence. But on a pole poking out of the roof, I could see a photovoltaic solar panel. To say I was surprised is an understatement. I'd been driving for several days with the Land Rover G4 Challenge up to the poorest and most remote parts of this country. By now, I was accustomed to the vast gap between the high-tech cars we were in and the general level of development of Bolivia's rural areas. Like many emerging countries, the cities and main towns of Bolivia were well into the 21st century, but it didn't take too many kilometres to travel back hundreds of years in terms of living standards and quality of life. After spotting that first solar cell, I came across a village where at least every other house had a similar installation. Clearly, such cells couldn't provide anything more than small levels of electricity. I learned that they actually charged batteries during the day to power lights when the night fell. What I didn't find out until I returned to Ireland was that I'd stumbled across the results of an idea which one man had while trekking in Nepal in 1997. Many of us are hit by ideas in various circumstances, but Dr Dave Irvine Halliday had the vision, the expertise and the conviction to see his through. As a result, people throughout the poorest parts of Asia, Africa, the Middle East and Latin America have light in their homes today. Affordable light, light that doesn't pollute the environment, and light that helps to give families a chance to study their way out of poverty. Irving Halliday's light bulb moment happened at a small school in Nepal, which had a sign outside asking foreign travellers to come in and teach something. As a teacher of electrical engineering at the University of Calgary in Canada, it was a sign he couldn't ignore. But he was immediately struck by how dark it was inside the little schoolroom. He realised that any education provided there was going to be drastically limited by the availability of lighting. However generated, energy for light costs money. In most places outside the electricity grid, it comes expensively from fuels like kerosene, either in smelly and flickering individual lights or for powering generators to light electric bulbs. And the poverty paradox is that those who have to spend the most on power and light are always the ones who can least afford it. Irvine Halliday's specialty was in light technology, particularly in how it can be used in measurement systems in healthcare and geology. But after he returned to Calgary, he used his spare time, all his family savings, and reportedly maxed his credit cards to develop an affordable lighting system using white light emitting diodes, WLEDs, and a pedal-powered charger to power their batteries. In 1999, he and his wife Jenny and their son Gregor went back to Nepal to install the first trial units. A year later, four full villages were equipped with the systems. 
Today, through the Light Up the World Foundation that he set up, Irvine Halliday's dream has already been realised in 26 countries and in many, many thousands of third world homes. A full village can have lighting for the same amount of electric power required to run a standard 100 watt bulb in the Western world. The running costs of a typical LED setup are 70 times cheaper than those of a single kerosene lamp and provide illumination that is seven times better. And it doesn't have the kerosene downsides of smell, health dangers and global warming considerations. These systems are powered in eco-friendly ways. The original people pedal power generators have been joined by small locally built micro hydroelectric and wind power options, as well as the electrical solar cells that I came across in Bolivia. The use of LED technology even 15 years ago was as yet untapped for most lighting needs in the West, so the Canadian professor's idea had reversed the normal thrust of technology implementation. In one way that made sense. The concept doesn't envisage a light in every room, as we're used to in the developed world. Illumination of one main living room was usually adequate in the small homes of the areas where the charity was concentrating. The concept also means that less power stations need to be built to meet the growing demand for light in developing countries. Fewer power stations to build means financial resources are available for more pressing needs. And that also trims the global warming emissions from those growing countries. Light Up the World's efforts are supported by various individuals, NGOs and corporations. And the organisation is also a member of the UN Global Village Energy Programme. The cost of providing a typical LED light system under the programme can be as little as $60 per home. That's still not an inconsiderate amount in countries where the annual per capita income might be as little as $300. And it is estimated that a third of the world's population still has no access to adequate and affordable light systems. But it's part of the organisation's mission to facilitate the production of the systems in the countries where they're used, and therefore sustainable jobs are provided as well as light. Down the years, Professor Dave Irvine Halliday was given numerous awards to mark what his dream had achieved. These included a Rolex laureate worth $100,000 and which was used to restructure LUTW. He was also a Canadian Hero of the Year award from the Reader's Digest. The organisation he founded operates these days mainly in South America. The Professor remains an Emeritus Director of the charity, and he's also Professor Emeritus of Engineering at the University of Calgary. He's not listed as teaching any courses currently, but he is Executive Chairman of a company in India that develops and manufactures renewable energy products and lighting systems for rural communities in the developing world. So he may even spend some spare time trekking up to a small rural classroom in Nepal, passing on the light of knowledge. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary. Thanks for listening.